Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the AX Insider Podcast. My name is Andy Telejohn. I'm the senior reporter at Airport Experience News. Today, we're talking with Tim Harms, the new CEO at Enliven, which negotiates exclusive pouring rights deals for large property owners such as hospitals, restaurants, and yes, airports. Tim, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Good, and thank you for having me on, Andy. I really appreciate uh, being on here. Look forward to the conversation. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, you've been uh, with Enliven for a number of years now, and uh, you uh, folks probably know who you are, but uh, you know, there's been a lot of turnover over the last couple of years with COVID. Uh, for those who don't, uh, tell them about yourself. <laughs> yes, thank you. I've been with um, Enliven uh, for going about 10 years now. And at Enliven, we really just do one thing, and that's um, create and manage beverage deals. Sometimes they're referred to as pouring rights agreements. And uh, that's just an agreement between a host property or an organization like an airport and uh, one of the primary beverage manufacturers and, and companies. So we're talking about Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, Keurig Dr. Pepper gets in the mix a little bit as well. And we help create those partnerships we try to take a perspective that we want to create a win-win-win um, for you know the, the airport in this case, the beverage company, the traveler, and really even, even the concessionaire and, and the tenant. Uh, we just want everyone to win through these partnerships. Um, and uh, you know, and what they are is it's just a direct agreement between the organization and the beverage company to serve, you know, exclusively or semi-exclusively that beverage company's products. So that is, of course, the sodas you think of when you think of Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, um, but also their full portfolio, waters, teas, juices, kombuchas, sparkling waters, you know, all, uh, the whole gamut these days. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds, sounds good. Uh, you've, uh, you've been in the big uh, corner office now for a couple of months. <laughs> uh, any, uh, any, any lessons learned or, or changes coming uh, since you've uh, taken on the new role? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think uh, things are going to change too much. I'm just honored to be in this role. Um, we've got a great team uh, that we've developed over the years, so we're continuing to grow. Of course, we we work in the airport channel. Uh, you know, we also have a large um, you know portfolio of restaurant clients, theme parks, hospital systems, getting into kind of C store convenience and gas and. Um, most of our business is in North America, but we're expanding um, internationally as well. So you may, you may see some changes if you follow us, uh, uh, you know, in in that regard. But um, but we're really focused on 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 doing one thing, which is focusing on on pouring rights agreements and creating creating these partnerships okay. um, that are really larger than the sum of its parts. Okay. Well, these pouring rights deals have uh, have been a little bit of a lightning rod issue here in uh, <laughs> in the uh, airport industry. Uh, what can you tell us? Uh, give us an update on you know the number of North American airports you're currently working with, and uh, uh, you know we're coming off COVID a little bit here. Uh, 2022, 2023. Uh, how, how do you see uh, your business uh, uh, performing right now and into the near future? Uh, yeah, in, in terms of just airports, we're currently working with four airports in North America. Uh, we've, we're having discussions with, um, with, with several others. Many have, have incorporated um, language in their leases and, and kind of prepared the groundwork for, um, for exploring pouring rights further. Um, but in terms of just our airport 
or airport business. We're working with four great, great clients and, and the partnerships are, are really working year over year. We're seeing increased beverage sales. We're seeing increased sponsorship revenue to the airports. Um, and, uh, and it's exciting what, what's happening. Uh, you, you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, some of the airports that you're talking with right now have, uh, have put language uh, in that lays the groundworks for exploring these kind of arrangements. Can you uh, can you expand on this? Uh, what uh, what exactly does does that mean? And and has uh, has COVID changed the way that airport airports are are looking at uh, this type of uh, pouring rights deal? <laughs> yeah, I think there's just a lot of interest, especially before COVID. There was a lot of interest um, in in exploring pouring rights and what it could mean and. Um, you know, in some cases, um, you, you know, we've we've been told by airport clients that, um, you know, while, uh, while while other you know while other non aeronautical revenue streams declined a lot during COVID, you know, the beverage sponsorship funding kept uh, kept coming in, and so they were some of the largest payments and the largest uh, programs um, at our airport clients during the darkest days of the of the pandemic. So it's it's been a real bright spot, to be honest. Um, uh, for you know, for for some of the folks that we're working with over the last couple of years, um, just in terms of the you know the, the contract language, we just always you know want to make sure that um, we're doing these in partnership and in concert with tenant partners and concessionaire partners, and um, so you know just making sure that everyone's in alignment. We're either phasing these in over time, you know, as as lease language leases come up. Or you know we're working in concert and in partnership to to make sure that everyone is on board with the program and um, you know and really fits stands to benefit from it. Okay, uh, we're talking with Tim Harms, the new CEO at Enliven. Uh, you uh, Enliven has asserted you know since pouring rights became a, a thing here at airports that uh, in fact uh, you're not slicing the pie differently, quote unquote, uh, but are actually increasing the size of the pie so that there can be uh, multiple winners out of these arrangements. So uh, uh, can you cite an example or two? I know that we talked about one arrangement that you had that involved a, a promotion that benefited, benefited be, uh, veterans. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that or maybe one or two of the uh, uh, offerings that you've uh, had where all of these different players came to the table and it did benefit everyone? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the, the question. And I think it's important to discuss because I think there is a mis misunderstanding in the marketplace that um, we're here to slice up the pie differently and take money from one party and put it in another, you know, whether that's the beverage companies and we're just trying to beat up the beverage companies or whether that's the tenant partners, we're just trying to take money. And that couldn't be further from the truth. It really, it really couldn't. We were passionate about creating these partnerships that are bigger than the sum of its parts and bringing all, all parties to the table and using everyone's unique, you know, uh, benefits and strengths um, to, to, to really benefit everyone. And so you mentioned um, that one of the activations that happened through the, through the pouring rights agreements at, at um, RDU uh, with the local Pepsi bottler, PBV, Pepsi Bottling Ventures, um, uh, specifically benefiting veterans in an organization um, serving veterans, VetTix. And um, they ran a, a promotion there. It was tied to, you know, Pepsi, Pepsi brought this forward. It was tied to the Aquafina brand. 
Um, and basically, uh, it was it was promoting the sale of Aquafina, and every sale of Aquafina uh, would provide a donation to benefit um, to, to benefit Vet Ticks organization, which provides tickets uh, to veterans and their families to local events. And so during this um, this promotion period, you know, through this program, over two thousand dollars was donated uh, to Vet Ticks, but. Pepsi PBV um, came over the top and did a promotion. They provided point of sale material for um, you know the concessionaires and and and, uh, and the outlets. They also you know did a, a social media advertising um, buy that that generated you know over five hundred thousand impressions, over one point four thousand clicks. Um, you know we saw over that marketing period the Aquafina sales increased about twenty two percent. So here's an example where. You know, the tenants are benefiting, they're getting this promotion, it's increasing sales, beverage sales, the airport's benefiting, they're getting this wonderful exposure, they're partnering with a really great organization, benefiting veterans in their community, they're getting extra, you know, rent from the, uh, uh, from, from the increased sales, the passengers is, is, is benefiting, they're doing something good with their purchases, um, you know, it's something different that they're not used to seeing every day. So I think that's a great example of, you know, and obviously the beverage company is, is happy. They're getting great exposure. They're getting more sales. Um, and it's, I think it's a great example of the different parties coming together. And uh, this is just one small thing. I mean, these, these, these types of programs are happening every month at, um, at you know, at, at the, 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 uh, the airports where, you know, beverage companies are partnering with them. Um, you know, if I could give another example too, uh, at Philadelphia International Airport, uh, uh, PepsiCo is, is their partner, and um, you may have saw last year they um, unveiled the Life Water Lounge, and this was there was an area at the airport that was underutilized from a food and beverage perspective. Um, you know, passengers weren't able to get the the, the, the beverages and, and snacks um, in this particular area, and so they worked with a local concessionaire. To, to set up um, the Life Water Lounge. And this is a, a great lounge. Of course, it provides life water and, and some snacks, um, but it also features uh, local Philadelphia underrepresented artists on a monthly kind of rotation. And uh, they feature this artwork, um, whether it's in you know, actual painting or you know, digital art or, or music even. And they have a QR code, so passengers who are interacting in the lounge and, and you know see the artwork or the you know the art displayed they can actually uh, scan the QR code interact with that entire um, you know that entire portfolio of that artist's work uh, and, it, and it ties in with the lifewater brand which if, if you're familiar every quarter they refresh the artwork on that bottle uh, to feature new artists um, and, you know and, and PepsiCo um, you know made a generous donation to an, an arts organization in Philadelphia because of it. And so here's another example. You've got um, more sales, incremental sales happening at a, at a new outlet uh, that's benefiting kind of a local concessionaire partner. Uh, you're featuring people in the community. There was a lot of press about it. The airport got some great exposure and publicity. The beverage company is getting exposure with their, with their you know, water brand. Um, you know, and the passenger has has something really fun to increase, you know, to help improve the, the traveler journey. So, you know, I think those are just a couple of examples of uh, where everyone benefits when when these partnerships are structured in the right way. Okay. And how do you make sure that there are uh, enough uh, 
enough events like that going on, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, where that's not just a one-time thing. I mean, is that, is that, uh, is there, a, is there a strategy in place to make, uh, make sure those, uh, that's a regular type of uh, event? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in the, in how you set up the partnership, you know, from the very beginning, uh, we want to make sure it's all about highlighting, um, you know, the, the, the best things that each bring to the table and for the beverage companies, I mean, they are, you know, you may think of them as a beverage, you know, uh, a producer and distributor, manufacturer, um, and, that, and they are, and they're great at that, but, but really they're great marketing companies, right? I mean, they each have dozens of billion dollar brands that they've created, they've marketed, uh, they've harvested. And so they're really good at, at creating buzz, um, at knowing, you know, their, their end consumer and, 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 um, and you kind of just give them a pedestal, you give them a platform and you really say, hey, we're really serious about partnering. And it's not just about beating you up for money or, you know, it's, it's not just about um, about negotiating against you. We actually want to partner with you and we want to highlight your brands in a way that, you know, is sensitive to our airport aesthetic and is sensitive to our demographic where it really actually is perceived as a, as a net benefit um, for for our our, our passengers, our guests. Um, you know, and, and I, the beverage companies love to have that conversation. And so they're eager to invest. Uh, their brand teams are eager to, to, to come and partner uh, because it's a real benefit to them. They see, you know, they, they see actual sales um, as a result. Um, you know, when you think about the beverage companies and the marketing teams behind, behind them, um, you know, they've obviously got their budgets and they could spend it on billboards or commercials. Um, we just like to say, in addition to that, consider spending it at our airport clients where you can actually track return. You can see how much sales have increased when you run this promotion, when you run this Life Water Lounge, when you run this Vet Ticks, uh, you know, veterans, uh, uh, you know, promotion. So I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense um, for, for all parties involved. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that's uh, that brings me to the next uh, the, the next question. We're with uh, Tim Harms, the CEO at Enliven, uh, and you know concessions operators, uh, especially some of the larger ones, have uh, have fought pretty loudly against pouring rights deals. Uh, among their arguments is that uh, the the deals take away from their bottom lines and and decrease consumer choice. I know uh, that uh, you've got a different perspective on that. So can you tell me a little bit about your uh, your take on how that uh, doesn't uh, affect consumer choice or perhaps even improves it? Uh, and also uh, about some of the efforts that uh, at least you, you're telling me that uh, Enliven takes to work with these operators uh, to make sure that they can also come out uh, benefiting from these deals as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we think about these deals and uh, think there are four primary benefits to the concessionaires and the tenants. Um, and the first one you already mentioned is increased sales. So actually, with some of our airports, um, we're seeing on a per passenger basis, beverage sales have increased, you know, over 30% per passenger. Uh, from, you know, before the beverage deal was enacted. And um, I think that's a result of a lot of things. It's a result of these activations that we talked about, excitement about, you know, having a program that pulls all of the assets together. Um, it's about merchandising properly. It's about making sure that there's a dedicated 
uh, you know, uh, rep from the beverage company walk in the terminals, making sure that the concessionaires know if there's any add up out of stocks coming their way or, you know, getting ahead of those and making sure that, you know, they have all their merchandising needs and equipment needs taken care of. Um, so, in, so anyway, there's, there's increased beverage sales, which, which benefits the tenant benefits the airport. Um, there's also lower pricing. Uh, you know, we try to make sure that the pricing is really competitive and this is a particular benefit for the, the local, the minority, the ACDBE tenants. Um, who may not have access to the purchasing power uh, that some larger, you know, of Coke and Pepsi and Dr. Pepper's customers do. Um, so we try to, you know, make sure that everyone benefits at the airport uh, from lower pricing. I mentioned earlier increased service. Um, you know, uh, there's a dedicated uh, beverage rep that's, you know, talking, you know, weekly, sometimes daily to the, the, you know, the operators on the ground to make sure they're getting great service. If a fountain machine goes down, they get priority because the airport um, is such a, a prestige account for that local market. Um, and then uh, new and new equipment um, or like new equipment, you know, that has the latest energy standards. Um, and so when you tie all that together, we think it's a, it's, it's a great benefit um, for the tenants. In terms of of you know the choice conversation, are you eliminating choice for uh, you know for for passengers? They want they want one product, but they can't find it because there's an exclusive or semi-exclusive deal. Um, you know we would just we would just say a couple of things in, in these agreements. We try to provide some carve outs, uh, especially for local brands, um, you know, and, and maybe the craft uh, brands. Um, but also when you think about you know these. You know, the beverage company is not just as their flagship brand, the red can or the blue can or the red bottle, or the blue bottle. Um, but when you think about a whole portfolio of products and where the trends are going right now, um, you know, soda, diet soda have been declining for decades, to be honest. And waters, sparkling waters, kombuchas, teas, juices are really on the rise. And, um, you know, when you have both both you know company products uh, on the shelf. You're actually taking up shelf space for some new products, new categories that are emerging uh, that um, you know you, you, you may not have room for um, if you're if you're talking both companies' products. So we try to encourage people to think about the total portfolio of the products um, and and actually offering space for the product that the consumer you know they may not pick up the the diet the diet soda anymore, but they may pick up the kombucha. Um, and there may be, you know, a higher retail price for that product as well. Uh, so, and I think, I think the data itself, you know, speaks for itself that uh, on, a, on a per passenger basis, beverage sales have, incre you know, in increase when these, air when airports um, adopt pouring rights. And so, uh, so, so those, those are a few of the, the points that we would say, I would just say, you know, we're really interested, this isn't just lip service, we're really interested in partnering um, you know, with, with all, all, all parties. And okay. when we, when we get engaged and we start um, our, 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 our process, the first thing we want to do is sit down with everyone, get everyone's interests on the table, concerns on the table, and let's make sure we've covered off on everything. Uh, so we invite everyone into that conversation. Okay. And what would you say to the operators who, uh, you know, themselves may already have existing uh, uh, rights arrangements with, uh, with a company in any given market, uh, uh, how does that fit in with what uh, which with what you were saying about uh, you know pricing and and being able to you know bring uh, your prices to the table? 
Yeah, we would, we, you know, we would welcome that conversation. If you have a specific program that you want to protect or you want to, you know, make sure that you've got a, you know, whether it's pricing or a rebate, if, if there are things, let's, let's have a conversation about it. We can, we can ensure that we can protect that if we know about it. Uh, and we want to make sure everyone wins from these. So I think, uh, you know, again, we're not going at it saying we want to slice up the pie differently and cut someone out. Um, we want at the end of the day, everyone to raise their hand and say, um, you know, actually this, this, this program was, was easily a net benefit for me and my operation. Okay. Uh, Tim Harms, CEO at Enliven. Tim, is there anything else you'd like to add today? Uh, I, I guess I just repeat, <laughs> we're, we're really uh, uh, passionate about, about partnerships. Um, it's been a tough road the last couple of years, I mean, especially for the concessionaires, especially for your food and beverage programs. We know the headlines, labor shortages, uh, product outages, inflation. It's a tough environment. And, um, and, and, and what, you know, particularly those people on the front lines and those people in the you know, in the, in the outlets do day in and day out. It's, it's a tough job. Uh, so we have a lot of um, respect and, uh, and, and really, you know, love working with those folks. So we want to help in any way we can. We really do. And, um, and we think the beverage companies, if, if, if you structure the partnership in the right way, have a lot um, to provide for the airports, for the tenants and for the passenger. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you for taking some time, Tim. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you, Andy. All right.